podcaster. There's rentable space for you here. And today we are launching the podcast Acoustic Alternatives instead of the Grove Sessions takeovers with John Bomero. Today it's going to be Acoustic Alternatives, much like the radio program um, that I used to do many years ago when I was at WHFR in Dearborn and the video program that I'm currently doing, putting together a YouTube playlist for fans of my previous radio program. It's filling the gap. And uh, yeah, today it's an Acoustic Alternatives podcast. So I'm glad to have a guest here. And as I mentioned in the First attempt at this, I discovered Grace in a print magazine. We're going to put that back up again. This is a print magazine that came to my home called The Rock. Plymouth is news and lifestyle magazine. And uh, I'm happy to welcome Grace Rambinski to the Grove Studio Sessions Acoustic Alternatives. Hello. Thank you for having me. Again. <laughs> kind of again, anyway. Uh, what you couldn't hear when my microphone wasn't working properly because I make mistakes. Grace is a Canton, Michigan resident, a student at the Plymouth Canton Educational Park. At least she should be because people aren't actually in the school. I mean, some of the teachers are there, but not you guys yet. Uh, next semester, maybe? Hopefully. I never thought I'd be saying hopefully. But, but it's your senior year, and you're supposed I to be know. doing cool things, right? I know. And these yeah. cool things aren't happening. The pandemic makes things tough, for sure. Grace, as I also mentioned earlier, is the kind of girl who would sing a Lady Gaga cover while wearing a Johnny Cash t-shirt. This is something you can prove by checking out her YouTube page, because that's where I found that out. Undefinable sound, really. A beautiful voice, and I'm happy to, to have her here today. And we're going to start with a song. What would you like to do first as a first song? I think I'm going to do Baby Can I Hold You by Tracy Chapman. Love this. Yeah. All right. Sorry, it's all that you can say. Gone by, and still words don't come easily. Like, sorry, like, sorry, forgive me. It's all that you can't say. Years gone by. Don't come. 
but it wouldn't make enough noise. <laughs> I mean, it deserves more applause than that. A classic from the debut Tracy Chapman album, which uh, also included the song that's more often covered, Fast Car, and yeah. talking about a revolution, but not as many people take on that beautiful, beautiful song. Neil Diamond did it, I think, on one of his albums, if I remember correctly, but uh, your version is good as Tracy's, quite honestly. That's I, That's, seriously, uh, you, you handled that song really well. Yeah. Anyway, so Grace Rambinski is my guest today on Acoustic Alternatives, the podcast uh, from the Grove Studios. And many of the guests that I've interviewed in my many years of doing interviews have a bit more history than you do. Uh, yeah. I have had a few younger folks, uh, uh, Alison Albrecht. I'm not sure if you're familiar with him. She's just a little, little bit older than you are, but uh, also has a similar story to yours. And uh, she was quite young the first time I had her as a guest. But uh, it sounds like you do have a little bit more history to dig into than I think, despite your age. Like, you've been... Singing is not just a new thing for you, but 10 plus years at least, probably, oh, yeah. right? I don't have that many years, but <laughs> all the years of living, but I've been doing singing. I've been singing for a lot of them. Did I read that you wrote a song when you were two? Uh, yeah. I mean, if you could call it a song. <laughs> yeah. But what? I was always just mumbling, saying random stuff. I was thought it, I was, yeah, so writing songs since I was. Um, when did you write your actual first song that you still think about playing every now and then? Clearly not that one. <laughs> oh, no, yeah, probably not. <laughs> uh, I wrote a song, actually, I was a co-writer on a song when I was 11 or 12. I think I was turning 12. It's a song about bullying, which is really, like, real for me at the time. Mm. I don't play it out at all. It was my first, like, real writing experience with people. I co-write and everything. That was my first one. Really, but yeah, I've done a few by myself. I've played, I've written with other people, but that was my first real, real tune. That's uh, still pretty impressive at that age. I mean, I, I know that when I was younger, I would write my feelings out, being a big music fan, but not a performer. I would write them out in poem form, thinking yeah. they were songs, because I would think in song. Yeah. But I'm not a musician, so there's a whole folder in you know this, this <laughs> giant Rush Moving Pictures folder, which has these handwritten lyrics of me as a teenager, which are all silly and embarrassing, and yeah. girl broke up with me, girl I have a crush on, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. You know. Yeah, I have a lot of notebooks from when I was younger of just, it started off with poetry, but then I would write songs, but they'd be like four pages long, like a novel <laughs> of how sad I am. Bob Dylan. like eight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Tell, dramatic. tell me you're better now. Oh, for sure. Your I'm life, driving. your life seems to be going pretty well. We'll get into yeah. that. Tell me a little bit about uh, you're playing one of your grandfather's guitars. Tell him, yes. uh, tell me about how he inspired you to pick up the guitar. He, well, since I was born, he's always been a big inspiration for me for music. He was the one that really. I always loved music, but he's the one that made me like I got into guitar because of him. So I wasn't really thinking about learning any instruments. I loved to sing, but I didn't think far enough as to learning instruments or everything. But yeah, he had a ton of guitars in his house, and growing up, that's always what I remember doing, was going over to his house and right to the guitar room, <laughs> sit down and hold them all and put, like fiddle around, pretend like I was playing something. But yeah, he, that really just woke something up in me. It just, was exciting. Did he teach you guitar? Did you take lessons or did you teach yourself? He tried to teach me. I wasn't, I don't know, it didn't work out. No. <laughs> but I started taking lessons, yeah. 
took lessons at, I think I was 12, hmm. when I first started doing regular writing, like seriously writing and playing out. I started learning, I took lessons for a little while, and then I just started going home and learning songs with the basic chords I had. It sort of built off of that. You told me how many guitars he has. Was he in a band, I assume? No, he wasn't. He what? Yeah. <laughs> what? So he just played himself. Grandpa? I know, seriously. Seriously, yeah. Get out there and do something. Rock and roll. Did, did he ever want to be in a band? I mean, I'm sure you've I'm asked sure. him these questions. You never asked I him? Never asked him. We, 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 he's probably watching. Probably, most likely, yes. <laughs> Respond in the comments, Grandpa, because <laughs> people can comment on the Facebook page there. I'd be curious to know why you decided not to pursue the band thing. I mean, I have my lame excuse for why I never played guitar. This is very weird for video, but I can do this with my my pinky finger because I had six fingers on this hand. And so the first wow. guitar chord somebody tried to teach me said, put your pinky over here. And I couldn't because this pinky doesn't go there unless I physically move it by grabbing it. So, well, then everyone tells me it is, but if I'd had the sixth finger, then I probably would have gone piano, maybe guitar. Would have been I don't know, whatever, but anyway, <laughs> irrelevant. <laughs> Uh, okay, so I'm, I'm going to ask your young opinion. What is your opinion? Is a good singing voice a gift, or is it something that can be learned? Because you have a gift, but maybe you learned it. I mean, maybe you took voice lessons. I don't know. To me, you don't sound like your age, and that's a gift in itself. Yeah, yeah I've always sang, like I said, but I started taking voice lessons when I started getting serious about it. Well, I wasn't very serious about it. I did a competition in Canton called Canton Idol. Mm -hmm. So it's American Idol, but the small thing. Sure. So I took lessons for that because I really wanted to get better. But I think you can learn anything. You really put your mind to it and your heart into it. You can be amazing at whatever you try to do. But yeah, I think that's like the biggest thing. Somebody once told me that, that I could take lessons and learn to sing properly, but I, I've heard myself sing. It's not good. It's not good. I mean, I've, I've recorded myself singing just to see how bad it is because you can't really hear yourself sometimes. Like, yeah. nope, there's nothing here. There's nothing to nurture here. Why would I even bother? So, I mean, I still think it's a natural gift that people get. My opinion, this is my best class, your opinion. Yeah. The natural gift that people get, and maybe it's nurtured in one way or another. So I'm just interested to know that you you did have a little bit of lessons going on but yeah. you obviously came out screaming and, and singing it too so oh, yeah. clearly you were you were ready to go so that the the canton idol that you won at age 12 yes what song did you sing do you remember i sang three songs i sang just what i needed you most by dolly parton and my final song was Oh, The Man I Love by Ella Fitzgerald. Oh, and there's one in the middle. You don't remember? I think it was The Sound of Music. I might have been The Sound of Music. I did it three years, so it's a little okay. easy. Okay, so it's only five years ago. Now, come on. Yeah, I know. I'm not the I'm... Just when I needed you most in my head is a 70s hit by Randy Van Warmer. Is yes. it the same song? Same song. Yep. Okay, I'm like, oh, it's a, it's a pretty... Intense song for a 12-year-old. Oh, sure is. <laughs> so is The Man I Love. I mean, I was yeah. singing it, and I was like, this yeah. is a... Yeah, it's a Gershwin tune, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. God, that's a great song. Good choices. Yes. Are there videos of those? There are on <sighs> YouTube. Ooh. If you dig deep enough, there I dig are. deep enough? All right. I'll have to dig into that, gracerobinsky.com, yeah. and then follow the links to the to the Facebook, or, sorry, to the YouTube page. Do you want to do another song? Sure. What would you like to do? I can do... I'm going to do one I wrote, actually. Please. I would love to hear something you've written. I'm working on in Nashville. This is the first song I've written in like 
top to bottom really worked on it myself. Mm -hmm. So, what's it called? I think it might change. It might change. California or cold in California? I might change it. I'm not sure yet. I'll offer my opinion if you want it. After I hear it. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> All right. Cool. Sitting vibes, drinking talk real slow It starts getting hard to see through all the smoke We try too hard just to fall apart We act like we do, but we don't Just think like the rest, yeah, that'll be best We say we will, but we won't I tell my family that I feel great, but I hurt all the time Tell my friends that I'm okay, but I'm really good at lying If miracles are for movies and point the camera right to me I got memories from a song I wish I never played Crawling down the boulevard, I'm not there but I'll try real hard Devon's cold in California Devon's cold in California Driving me insane on the ten headed for nowhere. They'll sit you down, crush your dreams, tell you would take care. We joke about drugs and dying, it hurts like hell, but we're trying. We saw ourselves and our souls not to go back home. I tell my family that I feel great, but I hurt all the time. I tell my friends that I'm okay, but I'm really good at lying. Holy crap, is that good? Thank you. <laughs> Seriously, that is good. I've heard a lot of songs, 
and I hope that my opinion means something to you, but yeah, that's a keeper. Thank you. And Colon California is actually better than California because A, you say it a lot, and B, I can think of about 10 songs whose song title is California. California, yeah. So go with Cold to California. All right. Excellent. Excellent work. Thank you. First fully done song yourself. Grace Rambinski's in the studios here at Grove, and it's Acoustic Alternatives, a podcast newly branded today, and I'm excited to have this young up-and-coming star in the in the studio with me today. Our first meeting, we've never met before, and we live essentially like five miles from each other probably, <laughs> uh, which is, you know, not likely to meet otherwise. We don't have a lot in common, other than occasionally I am in your high school. I'll tell you about that, I'll, well, every now and then, yeah. I'll tell you about that off, off the air. We'll talk about that. Um, so I was chatting with my friend Jeff Phillips, who knows you from your, your bookings that you've done at uh, Ironwood Grill. Yeah. He's seen you there, and I wonder how bookings develop for somebody your age because it seems like playing in a bar at your age just doesn't well i don't know it doesn't happen normally yeah tell me about how that developed yeah so we have a really close family friend that owns a few restaurants in downtown plymouth and so we were over at his house one night and i was always whenever we would have a get together with friends family doesn't matter i would i'd be singing <laughs> what a surprise a requirement <clears throat> i'd yeah. be singing but yeah, we started talking about it, and he asked, like, "Do you want to start doing that?" And I was like, oh, "Absolutely." But yeah, I started doing that when I was about thirteen or fourteen. What? Come on. Yeah. <laughs> so playing in bars with people, learning music, doing all this. So I mean, it's awesome. I love doing it. I absolutely love doing it. But that's sort of how it started. And then once I started playing those places in Plymouth, I would start playing. Everywhere else, people would come and hear me and be like, oh, I do this, I do that, I'm here. And so I started booking more and more. Have you done any proper listening room type shows where you're not sitting in front of a bar of people talking and not really paying attention to you? Have you done like Trinity House or smaller venues like that yet? No, I have not. That needs to happen. Because yeah. people need to actually like pay attention to you. Because yeah. clink, drink, hey, blah, 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 oh, she's pretty good. Uh, you know, that's the, yeah. that, that doesn't do you any justice, really, because what you're you're doing in front of me is... I'm I'm excited about what I'm hearing, and I want people to pay attention. So I feel I feel bad for you having to perform in front of guys who are probably shouting over you so they can hear each other and not paying attention. So. I mean, it's most of the time. I mean, since it is like a bar atmosphere, restaurant atmosphere, I've actually done a few outdoor things that have been more like I did the Wix and Block party. Okay. I did Liberty Fest. I think I was 13 for that. I did that, which was more. Yeah. Like engagement with the crowd and everything, which was horrifying oh, no. <laughs> when I first started doing that. But yeah, I love the energy of the bar and everything, especially like when people start getting into stuff or lots of stuff. But yeah, it's different than having people sit and actually listen. So you're not distracted by all that? No. Because that, that, that'll come in handy when you are performing in a listening room. You're probably scared at first because you were, oh my God, they're actually paying attention yeah, to me. Yeah, exactly. But get, at me. but get over that because you have talent and people need to pay attention. So keep at it. Keep going. So who have you collaborated with at this point in your career? I know that you've, you've been in the studio doing something with that song you just played, but who are you working with on your, your music stuff? I have done a lot of co-writes and projects and working on stuff with local artists. Anybody I've heard of? I'm not sure. Plymouth Rock Recording Company, the studio in downtown Plymouth, I've done some stuff there, like videos, I've written some things, and people, a few people my age, I've been writing stuff with, so I'm trying to do as much as I can with as many people I can, Yeah. so in Nashville, 
I'm with mucho love. So we could get a lot of rights down there. Get work with those guys in there. So yeah. I was going to ask you about that next, actually. You, you, yeah. you, you, you can't see my notes, but that's the note. Tell me about the Nashville thing. Tell me about the Mucho Love thing. Tell me about that. So the first time I went down there, I was, again, in the 11, 12, hmm. like right on that edge of 12. And I went down there, and I would come down every few months just to talk to the guys, and then we wrote the one song I told you about, the bullying song. And so over the period of five years, I'd go down there every few months, write, meet new people, record stuff, just learn what's going on, absorb it all. And then in August, I signed a publishing contract with them. So I'm a songwriter, signed songwriter with them, and they're we're working on me as like an artist, so trying to do the whole artist thing as well. So you actually have a manager, if I remember reading that correctly. Yes. Somebody who's making sure that you're not being taken advantage of, I hope, because mm -hmm. that can happen very easily at your age. I got mom manager up here. Yep. So my mom's my manager. Then Ray Horton is my Nash, is like my manager manager. He also happens to be a Plymouth Canton graduate yes. as well. I yes. read that as well. Like, oh, that's cool. Nice to keep it in the family, so to speak. <laughs> yeah. Well, I hope it does well for you because, again, I'm hearing I'm hearing a pretty special talent. And I think people will know the name Grace Rubinsky soon enough if they don't. <laughs> I, not that I think you need to, but have you thought about making your, your stage name something a little easier to remember? And not that Rambinsky's that hard to pronounce, but... Yeah, that's actually been a topic of discussion recently. Really? Of changing it, either going with just the first name or doing... My middle name's Diane. I first started with Grace Diane when I was younger, because I was like, oh, that's got... It's more, it's got a better ring to it than Grace Rambinsky, because Rambinsky's... Not hard to say, but I mean to spell and to remember. Sometimes it can get a little. I'm worried about people remembering it. That's yeah. that's where I was going with the question. Yeah, but I think I might stick to the full name for now. Yeah. Just see where everything goes, where I get taken, and I might change it in the future. But for now, I think I'm sticking with. Just a thought. Name. Just a thought. Well, a publishing deal sounds like a pretty cool opportunity for somebody your age. How did that come about? I. Like I said, I have was down there. I've been going back and forth five years working with them. So I think that was that was one of my like biggest goals. So, I mean, it's a dream come true. They discovered you how, though? I, from Canton Idol. Oh. Yes. <clears throat> so I was singing, and an email was sent to Ray about me and just being like, here's a video of her, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, okay, like she's, she's little, could be a phase, because, I mean, that's, it's, I mean, I get that, <laughs> absolutely. <Sure. clears throat> you understand. But, so they didn't know quite if they wanted to start doing stuff and working with me because of how young I was. But as time went on, they were getting sent more stuff and started seeing more and hearing more that I've done, and they're like, okay. So I started going down there and, there's something to work with now. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. We were talking about uh, live performances a minute, minute ago. I meant to ask you your most memorable live performance that you've had so far. Most memorable. You performing and just getting something out of that day, like went home going, wow, that was the best. I played at the local in Nashville. Oh. I played at a songwriter's night. That was surreal. Absolutely surreal. I mean, that's the first thing like that I've done down there. And just like playing in Nashville, just as it is, was insane. And that was people, like people were sitting, like listening. So 
that was amazing. And then I also think there was a bar night, actually, I was playing. And I was playing some songs and everything, and everybody was, like, singing along. And really? And up and <clears throat> dancing and yelling. I mean, that was, like... That got your heart know. pumping. Oh, yeah. Like, the energy off of that and that feeling, I was like, this is awesome. That's cool. Acoustic Alternatives today, Grace from Binsky is the guest in the studio. I'm going to have Grace do another song before we talk a bit more. What would you like to do now? All right. I'm actually going to do a song that is coming out November 27th. Good. For Black Friday. When I recorded with Mucha Love. I did not write this one. It was written by a woman named Nikki Williams and then Mark McGuinn, who works in Mucha Love as well. Okay. What's it called? It's called Love Yourself. Ask off. Damn, you look good Don't you worry about nothing you good Girl Girl You looking fly Don't be shy Cause everybody's checking you out tonight Girl Girl mm. You know what you gotta do All you gotta do is believe in your magic All you gotta do is believe that you're beautiful And love yourself inside out Rabinsky's in studio here. Acoustic Alternatives live from the Grove Studios and in a brand new song, Love Yourself. Something I've been trying to learn how to do again because yeah. I've been a little self-loathing the last six or eight months of my life. And that's some good advice. Even though I'm not a girl, I was taking what you were I mean, singing. Hey, anybody. Yeah. For everybody. I was trying to take to, to what you were singing to heart either way. And if I may offer my opinion between the two songs you just did, I think that one doesn't stand alone as well as your your. It's a good song. I think yeah. I think that one's going to lend itself better to a, a recording arrangement mm -hmm. than a live acoustic performance. Yeah. Where your your song, if you just recorded it acoustic like that, it would stand out just as much as fully produced and over like so. 
compliments to your songwriting. <laughs> That's you. what I'm trying to say. So one of the things I also noticed about you is that there's no label, That's, which is a good thing. How do you feel about Trump? somebody trying to label you as like a country artist or a pop artist? or Like, I don't think there is one for you because you don't have a style. Yeah, I don't either, which is strange. But yeah, I'm sort of just going with the artist thing. I don't know what genre. I don't know if I want a genre. Does there need to be one? So I don't think so. Not really. And especially like with music nowadays, I feel like there's so much like versatility and you can mix everything and anything together. Yeah. So... I've tried to write songs of that would fall into any genre, but a lot of them have been a mixture of different things. I've been sort of experimenting with different sounds, different genres, but I think I just want to be sort of anywhere. Grayson Pinsky, artist. Grayson Pinsky, yeah. Yeah. I was uh, doing stuff in my office today, and I basically just let your YouTube channel play while I was there, and... The Killers, Tracy Chapman, Fleetwood Mac, Bill Withers, Green Day, Stone Temple Pilots, Zach Brown Band. I mean, like, these bands don't necessarily have a lot in common other yeah, than no. you. So, <laughs> like, trying to define, looking at your guitar case, I see Kiss, and I see, you know, the Beatles, and I see Nirvana. I mean, again, it's like, where do I stick you? I don't think I need to stick you anywhere other than yeah. good music. Grace from <laughs> <laughs> A little all over the place. Have you ever counted how many songs you actually know how to play? I mean, like, you know so many different things things just based on what I've watched I imagine you've got like a hundred others that you know how to play too yeah I have I have an iPad that has all the guitar chords and tabs on them for all my gigs and everything yeah I'm at about 220 wow That's yeah impressive. but there's also some that I don't know how to play and sing like I have pianos things I've done stuff like that so yeah 220 ish it's good that's all that's pretty Don't impressive. Have all memorized <laughs> that was actually, that was actually another question like how easy is it for you to remember lyrics to songs that you didn't write i i think it depends on the song especially if it makes me feel a certain way like depending on the song too it's easy to remember it's kind of like a story like if people tell you like like a nursery rhyme or story something like that i kind of equate it to that sometimes so i'll listen to a song and i'll play it a couple times reading the lyrics and then after a while it just becomes like a storyline so I just kind of roll through with that and the chords just are behind it when you sang baby can I hold you I felt like you were like in that song with me I've, I've felt like that song before <laughs> I know what that song I know what that song feels like because yeah. I've, I've been there and I felt like how does she know how that feels yeah. <laughs> she's 17 that's not yeah. I hope you haven't felt that already but gosh you embodied it you did a great job so um Remembering lyrics to me would be fun. I mean, I know so many songs that I've heard and own, but how many of them do I know every word to? Gosh, I have no idea. I don't know that there's that many, considering how many songs I've heard in my life. I I wonder if remembering lyrics is a skill that you have that also translates into you being a good student, because there's a fair amount of memorization when you're a student as well. Does it it translate? Are you a good memorization for, for stuff you're not as interested in as music? Shh, don't tell your teachers. I know it could be worse but i mean i <laughs> i think i'm pretty good like i've always been like on track in school i feel like balancing everything is important so i've really tried to focus on making sure i'm not like i'm in it 100 percent for each of them like i don't want to fall behind in school or give that up because that's one thing I made a promise to myself and my family and everybody else i'm finishing high school i'm gonna go out strong i'm gonna do this so yeah I mean, that the lyrics and the memorizing, yeah, I think they kind of do go together. Can I give you a little reality dose? 
you're really, really good, but so are a lot of other people. Yeah. What happens if you don't make it? Do you have a plan? Do you have a, like, I'm interested in neuroscience. I'm just making something up. Is there something else that you'd like to do if this doesn't work? I'm not saying it's not going to work, but what if it doesn't work? I, I don't know. I love cooking. So maybe culinary school, another art. Combine music and art. You could have, you could have a, a, a cooking book, a cookbook that has music in it. Sing, have a cooking show and sing and yes. up stuff. You would be a great host of a cooking show that yeah. has a singer. I would watch that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think that would be my next. Your next love? Yeah. Opening a restaurant where there's music and good food? Absolutely. Good right. music, good food. Okay, good. I'm glad you have a plan of some sort because. Yeah. Never I'm, know. I'm a lot older than you and I still don't have a plan. I, don't, I still don't know what yeah. I want to be when I grow up. So <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could figure it out. And soon. And so does everybody around me. That would be that would be really nice. Anyway, um, what is next for you? What is what is the next big thing? Are you releasing the single on November twenty seventh, and then yes. and then it's just going to be more song releases, and then an EP, and hopefully from there, just growing more and more and more, just trying to get out there more and become a successful artist. I think that's... Let's assume by the time the EP is, I'm just hypothetical here. Mm-hmm. By the time the EP is out, we're back performing in venues we're performing in restaurants and you can actually like push your your stuff in addition to playing the covers that people are used to hearing you play yeah what do you think you maybe have not been asked this by your management but about a physical copy of your your ep do you think it's necessary in 2021 we're already jump ahead of year yeah i think believe it or not it's coming back i'm not gonna lie but it could be a phase but i think yeah I would love to have physical copies because digital is ginormous. Everybody does digital everything. Yep. But physical copies, yeah, I would like to. I'll give you a good reason. People come see you and they want something to remember you by and something for you to sign as you're yeah. leaving. They're going to have a physical CD. Even if they don't have a player, they might still buy one if it's five bucks and five songs. You know, yeah. mm-hmm. They want to support you. It's one way they can do it. And they get your autograph and they Definitely. feel good about it and you feel good about it. Definitely. Just a piece of advice. My guest today on Acoustic Alternatives, Grace Rambinski. GraceRambinski.com for more information. More information about Grove Studios. Please look them up if you're looking for a place to have a band practice, do a podcast. Uh, if you're a DJ, you want to practice, this is a really cool space. And uh, I'm really grateful for them for letting me use their studios, which are beautiful. And uh, Rick and the team are excellent people, and I'm excited to be on board with them. Grace, why don't we do one more song? And then I'm sure since tomorrow's a school night, you probably have stuff that you're supposed to be doing instead of this. Yeah, you'd rather be doing this, wouldn't you? I'd rather, be doing I, I, I'd rather sit here with you all night and listen to you sing, quite honestly. But <laughs> I, I'm trying to respect your time too. One more song. What would you like to do? Right. I think something a little different. I'm gonna do a Radiohead song. Whoa! Uh, Mind blown. <laughs> it's called "Fake Plastic Trees." I love it. It's off the Benz, which is the second the album. second album. It's one of my favorite songs. I love that album to death. But. Yeah, I like this song a lot. All right, cool. All right, take the mask off. (laughs) We're learning. I know, we're learning. Last song, I finally got it. Get it out of drop D. You and your fancy terms.
Wow. <laughs> I've heard a lot of covers of that, and again, brilliantly done. You kind of put your own touch on that. Thank you. You rephrased some of the uh, the way the, the vocal. Just nice. I, I just heard a version of that in my ears while I was clearing leaves yesterday by Matt Nathanson. He does it on a live album he released this year, and I like the way he used it. I, I've really never heard a bad cover of that song, quite yeah. honestly. But, uh, I, love, I love the song. Well done. Favorite albums of all time? Name a couple. Mm. Oh, that's hard. I'm sorry. What about current favorite albums? Are you an albums person or just a singles person? I don't know. I mean, there's been some singles. I think they're all older. So Purple by Stone Temple Pilots. Love. Interesting. Um, Would not have expected that. Yeah. The Benz. Love. Uh, what else? Like you don't have one you go to when you're in a mood, right? It depends on the mood. You're sad. What do you put on? I'm sad. What do I put on? It's got to be Radiohead. Because, mm. I mean, I can get sad. You're happy. You want to dance around the room. Dance around the room. I don't know. Oh, my gosh. These aren't supposed to be hard questions. You're a music lover. I know. You know 220 songs off the top of your I head. Know. I don't really know. An okay. Album that I put on. I don't know. What's your favorite song to cover, then? Favorite song to cover? That's another tough one. I mean, it's got to be... I love doing like alternative rock songs or rock songs and making them not hot. right. <laughs> yeah. So I do a lot of Nirvana covers, like all like their whole discography. I think all nice. the albums I love, like Bleach and Utero, Justicide and Nevermind, are really they're up there for me. So I feel like I don't have a specific song I like to cover, but okay. just that idea of making taking a song and making it not. Well. Bad. One day I look forward to seeing you perform somewhere, since you're performing right in the town I live near. Yeah. Uh, I should make sure that I come see you, but that's not happening right now. Yeah. Do you have any gigs booked at all? I do. I've been doing weekends, and it's supposed to be nice this weekend, so I'm playing outside in downtown Plymouth. Oh, good. Uh, but I've been doing restaurants. It's been strange. I don't. I'm. Mm. I'm so glad. I'm happy that I'm able to be out and singing because that little period of time where we were all locked up. Is, <sighs> yeah. Torture. Yeah. <laughs> and doing like live streams on Facebook and stuff. I love doing that as well, but it's, it's not the same. Mm -hmm. Like just looking at a screen and being in a room with people and feeling the energy and looking people in their eyes and stuff. It's totally different. But yeah, I've been doing uh, weekends and some weeknights at restaurants and bars. Trying to keep up with that. If people want to find out more about that. Uh, I have Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Official Grace from Binsky. GraceFromBinsky.com. YouTube. I think, yeah. Lots of things. Of lots of things. I'm, I'm honored that you spent some time with me today. I know good things are ahead for you. There's really not a question in my mind. You'll, you'll succeed in some way, shape, or form. The backup plan thing's just a good idea, <laughs> just, just in case. Yeah. But thank you again for spending time with me today, Grace. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. We're wrapping it up today, Acoustic Alternatives. I haven't officially booked my next guest yet, but I've been in, in, uh, in talks with somebody. So keep an eye on the Grove Studios page, and uh, we will let you know who that is. And uh, have a great rest of your day. I'd like to say go blue, but that might not be appropriate. Yeah. <laughs>